Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. so delighted to have you here this morning. Um, <clears throat> hopefully you're doing well and not battling all the stuff that's going around. That's why I'm giving everybody fist bumps this morning instead of hugging. Um, I've got it a little bit. I'll try not. Those of you in this little section right here are could be in the con contamination zone. I'll be coughing on you this morning. I will turn my head if I cough. I try. I, I promise. It's, uh, so we're glad you're healthy enough to be here this morning. Um, I have noticed over the last few years that uh, Julie is getting much older over the last, you know how I know this? You know how I know this? Because, see, y'all, y'all, see, I cut your attention right off. See, I'm in trouble, but y'all are okay. So, uh, uh, I've noticed she's getting older because I have to keep asking, huh? I can't hear you. So, I know it's got to be her. It can't be me. Uh, that's. Let's see, I got out of it. All right, so, <laughs> no, I'm sick. I'm sick. She'll have mercy on me. So, 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 uh, I have, I've noticed over the last few, even over the last year, I, I have to say, huh? I can't hear you. What? Right? We just, I, I also noticed this. I, I discovered that uh, as I begin to think about it, as I've grown older, I'm, I've learned and I'm much more experienced in hearing God's voice. I hope that as you've grown older, you've grown more experienced in hearing God's voice. But I have also noticed that uh, it's, if I'm not careful, it is more difficult to hear God the older I've gotten. Because when I was young, it seemed to me anyway, I could hear God more easily. But I think it's, even though I'm more experienced now in hearing God's voice, I think it's because uh, we become so consumed with life's responsibilities and the weight of life that as we get older, although we're more experienced, we find ourselves straining to hear when we were younger with no bills, no responsibilities, and life was easy, that we could hear God more readily. Anybody else or is it just me? Okay. Uh, so, we're, so with that in mind, I want to talk to you for just a few moments. For those of you that may not understand, uh, I begin to think about sound, okay? Because uh, when, when you boil it all down, being able to hear from God is determined in large part by sound. And so I begin to think about, see if, see if I can, those of you that are not students of sound systems, let me explain, see if I can explain a couple different ways. The first one is this, you're, you're, you're driving your car and your mind in your own business and you come to a stoplight and you've got like some sweet little melody playing in your car, maybe a little worship music and you're just in your own little zone, maybe you got a little sweet like jazz playing and you're just like chilling, all right? And all of a sudden uh, at the intersection, somewhere at the intersection, doesn't have to be directly behind you, it could be five cars behind you, it could be on the other side of the intersection, some whippersnapper pulls up in a car, and all of a sudden, 
bolts begin to fall off of your car because of the vibration in your car that has nothing to do with your sweet worship music or your jazz. And you're, you begin to look around. Where's this coming from? And, and, and you all of a sudden you, you're able to call and cancel your afternoon massage appointment because you're getting massaged, right? Right there, the vibrations. Are, and, 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 and dentures begin to loosen and feelings fall out and crowns work themselves loose. And, and, and all of a sudden you and the inside of my car begin to rattle and I'm trying to find where is this coming from and five cars back some little jalopy lowered to the ground with like an $800 car with $9,000 rims on it it was and if you don't know about sound you will incorrectly make this assumption that the cause of all the sound is the size of the speakers and all those speakers are important. That is not the cause of all the. It, 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 what? See, I told you you didn't know. There's this. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it one more time. There, there. There's this important component in the in the sound system that, for most parts, is completely invisible, and nobody even knows it's there. It's okay. For instance, in here we have all these speakers, and some of you on certain Sundays wonder why do we need all these speakers, right? Because like your hair parts and, and and stuff falls off, right? And you're like, why in the world do we need all those speakers? But do you recognize that we could put that many more speakers in here, and it would have nothing to do with the amount of volume coming out if it wasn't for this box right here? That's called an amplifier. And if it wasn't for the amplifier, you wouldn't get all the sound. doesn't matter how many speakers you have. Okay, so see, some of y'all didn't know that. So so, so amplification, because so now I'm going to catch some of y'all up here cutting cables and stuff, because you finally figured it out. You've been unplugging speakers, and it was amplifiers all the time. All right, so amplification is crucial to being able to hear the source of the sound. All right, are we together? So let's get into our text, and then I'm going to come back to sound, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're going to read verses 9, 9 through 16. It says, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, things God has prepare, prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Now listen to this. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, in the same way no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is, who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. Listen to it. Now, here's where we're going to land. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, listen to this, and cannot understand them. Did you get that? Cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment. 
For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Now, verse 14 in the uh, Living Translation, listen to what this says. Verse 14. But people who aren't spiritual can't, cannot receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they cannot understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. So let's go back. I begin to think about where we've been over the course of the last few weeks. We've been trying to help you hear God. I, listen, if, if, if we go throughout the entire year and accomplish nothing else, by the time we finish this series, which will be next Sunday, I want you to be able to say, I am equipped to hear God better this year. I am determined to hear God's voice because we desperately need to hear his voice, right? We've already established that, all right? So, so I want to equip you. So I begin to think about this then. If we are going to hear God, then we've got to approach this as we would a sound system. Because if you're going to hear, you've got to have a sound system. Right? So I begin to think about this. The first thing you've got to have in a sound system is you've got to have a source. There has to be a source presenting sound, sending signal. There ha- are you okay? You, you have to have a source. So we have a source. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus is confronted by the enemy, and he rebukes the devil by quoting Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, and he says this. We've, I've, I've quoted this to you several weeks. We live off of every word that proceedeth out of God's mouth. So there is no question as to whether there's any source because according to Jesus, by quoting Deuteronomy chapter 8, God is constantly speaking. He is in a continual process of sending signal to us. He is continually speaking to us. So so there's source. Are you with me? Okay. So then the next thing you've got to have is you've got to have the speakers. You've got to have something that, that will receive the sound and project it. So you need speakers. So I, I was going to preach this message called Hearing Aids, and then I realized I, I went back and checked my, I do this sometimes, I went back and checked my own no, notes, and I'd already preached a message called Hearing Aids in a series a long time ago and talked to you about the different methods by which God speaks to us. Speakers. I, I'm just going to mention nine quick ones, real quick ones. I'm not even going to explain them. Uh, God speaks to us. At least nine different ways. This is not an exhaustive list. Dreams, visions, counsel, nature. And then he also uses peace. When there's peace in your life, you know God is saying you're, you're in the will of God and that he's speaking to you about decisions when peace overcomes you. Those are the speakers by which God projects. So I can say confidently in front of you this morning then, communicate to you that he's broadcasting sound to you so that you can hear what he's saying. Are we all together? This is sound 101 right here, okay? So uh, the problem is this, okay? In Job... Job begins to complain about God, and and I just stumbled across this one day. Uh, One of Job's friends responds, he makes a statement to Job, and it is incredibly accurate. He says this, he says, Indeed God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. So what he's saying is this, or or what we can conclude is this then. Do we have source? Yes. Do we have speakers? Yes. 
But according to what Job's friend was saying, even though we have source and even though we have speakers, if we're not careful, we still don't hear what God is trying to say to us. Anybody in the room with me this morning? Ever been there? We know he's saying something. We have the ability. We have the speakers in place to communicate into our life, but we still can't hear. Could it be that it is because we lack an incredibly important component in the mix? Could it be that the missing component for some of us is amplification? Because we know he's speaking. And we know how he speaks, but we still can't seem to hear. So we need to have amplification. So in order for us to hear God this year, I want us to talk about the amplification because the passage of Scripture I just read to you, Paul is very clear, and, and I'm so thankful. Paul lists for us and makes it a, a, a point of emphasis that, that, that we have an amplifier. The amplifier that Paul says is, is existent in our life, he, he basically says to us in no uncertain terms that if you want to be able to hear and understand God, that you have to have the amplifier, which is called the Holy Spirit, resident in your life. He will amplify what God is saying. God is constantly speaking. He's using all these methods to speak to us. But Paul says you've got to have the Holy Spirit involved so that it amplifies so that you can hear. Okay, it's quiet in the Pentecostal church. All right, so. So, let's go back and see what he says. Okay, I'm going to drop a bomb on you. This is a bomb. This is so profound. You know, I was real profound last week. Going to be profound this week. Here we go. Uh, The first thing I want to say to you is this. Spiritual is understood by spiritual. Okay. I knew I was going to get the glazed over look when I said, said that, so let me explain. Paul says that those who are not spiritual end up rejecting the spiritual as foolishness. They can't understand. They they hear it, but they can't comprehend. They, they're like, this makes no sense. I don't understand this. And they reject it. So those that are not spiritual have no ability to understand or, in essence, to hear what God is trying to say. So if that is the case, then what I want to say to you is this. I want to encourage you this year, if, if you want to amplify what God is trying to say to you, this is going to be, here's the profound part. I want to encourage you this year. Here it is. I want to challenge you this year to be spiritual. You're going, oh, wait a minute. I'm already spiritual. I came to church on Sunday morning. I'm spiritual. That is the conclusion that we make, that if we will do our due diligence as believers and roll out of bed whether we want to or not on a Sunday morning and we roll into church once a week at, uh, at, the, at the most on a Sunday morning, then we have become spiritual and that will allow us to hear God. What I want to say to you this morning is that I want to question you about this, not how spiritual are you on Sunday. What I want to know is how spiritual you are on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. 
I want to know how much do you develop a taste for and an appetite for and a desire to pursue spiritual things, not on Sunday. How much during the course of your week are you developing a spiritual appetite and how spiritual are you being all week? Because nobody shows up to a race to, to train. Y'all missed it. Nobody shows up to the race to train. They show up to the race to race. And whether you recognize it or not, when you pull into this parking lot on Sunday morning, this is not for training purposes. This is the race, all right? We, we come together as a culmination of all that we've desired, all that we've pursued, all that we've hungered for all week long, and we come together, and it becomes a culmination as we worship together on Sunday. Okay, some of y'all are still not with me, so let me say it like this. I want to submit to you that the spiritual, please, if you don't hear anything else I say today, say this. And I understand that what I'm getting ready to say is going to bother some of you. I get it. But I believe this with all of my heart. I want to submit to you this morning that the spiritual level of your week determines the spiritual level of our Sunday. Say that again. I submit to you that the spiritual level of your week determines the spiritual level of our Sunday. Okay, I've got a few friends left in the building. All right. What we do all week long impacts what happens when we come together. So if, if we want to have a spiritual experience, which I hope you do, on Sunday, it will be directly determined by how spiritual you were all week long. Okay. You cannot operate all week long in the natural and then expect to show up and understand the spiritual on Sunday because spirit amplifies spirit. And when I'm up here or the worship team is up here or anybody's up here, and as we mingle in the lobby and as we ush and as we greet and we do all the things that we do, we're trying to call spirit to spirit, spirit to spirit. spirit. We're not just trying to get to know you on a natural level. We're trying to develop you spiritually. There's spiritual calling to the spirit, spirit to spirit, spirit to spirit. And if you haven't developed your spirit all week, Week long, then those that are not spiritual cannot hear or understand spiritual things. So if collectively as a body we're going to hear God this year, you got to be more spiritual during the week. Okay, that one went over huge, so let me just keep on going. So then the second thing that I need you to understand is this. The Holy Spirit isn't just for speaking but also for hearing. Okay, so uh, as Pentecostals, we tend to put all of our attention on Acts chapter 2 and the speaking that took place. I mean, before you can tie your shoes as a Pentecostal, you, you can quote this passage of Scripture, and they all spoke with other tongues, right? That's where we place our emphasis they all spoke in other tongues. So we, whether we intended to or not, or maybe we did, I don't know, we have made the Holy Spirit all about speaking. All about speaking. 
And so then what happens is we fail to continue to read. Because then when you read Acts chapter 2, verses 5 and 6, there's not just speaking, there's hearing. Uh, let me show you. It says, now they were, st- now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. What caused 3,000 men to get saved? Not, not because somebody was uh, th- th- speaking in tongues necessarily. It was the fact that as they were speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit began to work on people's ears, and they heard what was being said. So I, I, I need to just stop I, I, before I alienate every Pentecostal in the room and watching over the Internet and, be, and get called a heretic. Let me, let me stop and tell you, I am thankful that the Holy Spirit speaks. I am thankful for the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that allows me to pray in other tongues, to pray the mysteries of God. That's what the Bible says it's all about. When we pray in tongues, we're praying the mysteries of God. We're praying in a prayer language that we cannot understand, but God understands. We're praying for things we don't even know we're praying for. And we begin to pray. And these, I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that as we operate in the gift of the Holy Spirit and we begin to speak in other tongues in our prayer life, that we're praying perfect prayers and perfect interception, or intercession is going up and that God is able to understand what we're... I'm thankful for all that. I am. But I want to tell you this morning that we need to go back and understand that the Holy Spirit isn't just for speaking. He's for hearing. On the day of Pentecost, we see that the Holy Spirit was at work helping people hear what was being said. My my challenge to you this year is to go beyond just utilizing the gift of the Holy Spirit to speak. I I want us to allow the amplifier to get involved into the mix so so that we begin to listen more efficiently and effectively, and and we hear what God says. Paul says this. He says, in the same passage, he says, the Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God. Think about that a moment. He knows the thoughts of God. And at the same time, we know this is true. God's thoughts are higher than, than our thoughts. Ever tried to think like God? Ever pulled it off? I didn't think so because we don't understand his thoughts. So then my question is this. If God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and yet we need to know how God thinks to be able to live our life because he's got a greater perspective than we do, how on earth are we supposed to pull that off without involving the Holy Spirit? I've tried it. It didn't work. Without the use and the the utilization of the gift of the Holy Spirit in our life, you cannot understand the thoughts of God. They're too high. They're too broad. They're so 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 we won't if we don't understand them and we can't op, uh, comprehend them. Paul says that we will reject them, which also means then that we will disobey them. 
We won't live our life according to them. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to get into our system and empower us to not only speak but to hear. I'm thankful that when I pray under the power of the Holy Spirit, there's authority and anointing and all that stuff. I'm thankful. But I also want to allow the Holy Spirit to get a hold of my ears so that when he begins to speak to me, it amplifies in such a way that I understand what he's saying. We have to get the Holy Spirit involved. Don't let me see my, come here, Steve, come here. All right, y'all know Steve. Steve's an incredible guitar player, all right? So go to the guitar, Steve. I want you to unplug from your amplifier. And uh, so so ju just your guitar, hey, pull the cord out. Seth, he's going to pull the cord out, all right? He's already got it out, so he was prepared. All right, so Steve, this is what I need you to do. Now, I need you to listen carefully, all right? I need you to play your favorite riff of all time. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about this mellow little... I'm talking, I need a lip curling, knee buckling, like, like, like jumping off the stage, like this is the, like if I could play guitar, like that kind of riff, like, like, like you're, you're the man, like I, this is my, this is, I'm Stevie Ray Vaughan, like in the flesh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to be, I need that kind of riff, show me that, come on, play it, I want to hear it. All right, all right, all right. How'd y'all enjoy that? That was great, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so because he's not connected to an amplifier, he's playing with all of his might, but the sound that's coming out is not prominent, and it's not distinguishable, and it's not very potent. All right, plug in, Steve. All right, mute him for a second, Seth, and then I want you to crank it. I want you to, like, toupees flying off. Uh, I, 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 all right, so not real, not really. I, I don't want everybody to leave. All right, so same same deal. Play the same thing. Lip curling. Yeah, come on. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. Smash the guitar, jump off the stage. <laughs> yeah, it was, that's my dream. I would have done that, but I didn't want to show Steve up. So, so, all right. So, so the only difference in what just took place is the fact that he integrated an amplifier. That's the only difference. Same riff, I think. Same tune, same notes, same inflection, same energy. The only difference is that between the source and the speakers, he plugged in an amplifier. So what I'm saying then is this, is that as we try harder to hear and tune into God's voice this year, I want to challenge you to insert the Holy Spirit into your system. 
Okay, so so I'm I'm gonna get really practical here and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure out where we all are and then I'm gonna get out of your way. Okay, so I realize that under the sound of my voice that there are probably uh, a good number of you that do not come from a Pentecostal background. I understand that. I do. And and the concept of uh, and the idea and the preaching and the teaching of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, first of all, it sounds foreign because for you, you probably never he- really heard anybody deal with it, or if they did, they were talking negatively about it or whatever, okay? I'm not here to deal with all that. It may sound scary to you because for many of us in church, it's about controlling our environment rather than allowing God to do what he wants to do. I get that, all right? We want we want to do church and be comfortable, okay? I get it. I do. So what I'm saying is there are those of us in this congregation that the idea of inserting the Holy Spirit into our prayer life and into our ability to hear is totally foreign. I get that. On the all other end of the spectrum are those of us that have been Pentecostal all our little lives, and all we've ever known is People speaking in tongues and shouting and snotting and running the aisles and all of that goes with it, right? To the point that we have become conditioned to play the game of Pentecost and not insert the Holy Spirit into our hearing. So whether you fall, wherever you fall on that spectrum, what I'm challenging you to do this year then is this. If you don't know anything about the Holy Spirit or very little, or if you are like an expert, an expert in the Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to back up a little bit. And I'm at, for those of you that know nothing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is what I'm challenging you to do. I'm asking you to begin to research it. I'm asking you to begin to talk to people that say they are filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not the freaky ones. All right? I don't even want to talk to the freaky ones most of the time. All right, the normal ones, the, the ones that handle it with maturity and grace, and 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 it's not about a gift show, and it's not about making a name for themselves, and they're not just that they are genuinely filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they know how to use it. Talk to them, and ask them questions, like what's it like? How does it help you pray? How does it help you hear? What difference does it make in your life? Do the research. Begin to read your Bible and find out if the gift of the Holy Spirit is for us today. So, so, so if you've never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life and know very little bit about it, then start at square one. I'm just asking you to research it. Just begin to dig deeper. Just begin to tune a little harder and say, maybe, maybe I've missed something. And God is a good father, and he wants me to have everything that, that, that is good for me. He wouldn't allow anything to harm me. He's a good father. He wouldn't give me a snake if I asked him for a, a, a loaf of bread. So, so, so I know that if, if, if he's a good father, then I can ask him for everything. And just begin to ask him for every, everything and insert at least the concept, the idea, that the possibility that there's an amplifier that you've been missing. Okay, now let me talk to you guys that have been in Pentecost all your life. What I'm challenging you to do is to back up and plug back in to the power of the Holy Spirit, not for speaking, but for hearing. I'm asking you to go back and, and to ask God to help you to, to, to 
utilize the gift of the Holy Spirit again in your prayer life. And I'm not even talking about praying in tongues. Because some of y'all can do that in your sleep. Like you've been baptized so long in the Holy Spirit, like you sleep and pray in tongues. And that's great. I've done that. I woke up. I can still vividly remember an instance at 15 years old where I woke up speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit was working on me as because I, I had two friends that were going through some significant struggle in their life. I, woke, I get all that. I, I, I'm not diminishing that. I'm just saying I, I need you to go back and to utilize. He's an amplifier. So, so what I, this, this is what I'm saying. Some of you have shelved the gift of the Holy Spirit for so long that, that the power to hear has atrophied in your life. Let me say it like this, and then I'll stop. Without thought, we pray in the Spirit. But we've failed to listen in the Spirit. That was good. Nobody's got an amen in it. That was good. I, I find myself, without any thought, I can begin to pray in the Spirit. I'm asking this year, because I don't think this way. I, I've made it so much about speaking. I'm asking you this year that at the moment you begin to pray in the Spirit, stop long enough to say, maybe, Holy Spirit, Maybe today, instead of me praying in the Spirit, maybe what I need to do is listen in the Spirit so that you can communicate to me, so that, according to Paul, you will amplify what God is saying, and I will be able to comprehend, to understand, because spiritual understands spiritual, and I'm not very spiritual. And your, your thoughts are so much higher than my thoughts, and I'm trying, I'm trying with all my natural ability to discern and understand and to figure out what are you trying to say through all these speakers. I can't figure it out. Well, that's because natural doesn't understand spiritual. So now I've got to plug into the amplifier and say, Holy Spirit, I know God's saying stuff because he's always saying stuff. And I know you're trying to utilize all these speakers in my life because I'm having dreams and visions and prophets. And I, it's like I got a bullseye painted on my head every service I go to. Somebody wants to prophesy. Circumstances are lining up. Counsel, wise counsel saying you ought to do this. I find it in your word. I, nature. I, I've got peace. All this. But I still can't figure it out. Why? Because you're not using the amplifier. So, so I need Holy Spirit. You invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please amplify his voice. In my life. Overtake all the static. And when I go into my prayer times and I'm riding in my car and I'm sitting in a service like this, rather than just praying in tongues, I begin to say, Holy Spirit, could you anoint my ears? Because eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. But we have the mind of Christ because of the Holy Spirit in our life. So now I begin to think like he thinks, and when he begins to speak, I go, wait a minute, spirit calls to spirit. I, I hear that. I discern that. I understand that he's, I didn't understand it before, but the Holy Spirit got in the mix, and I could I could hear it way out there, and then just about, as soon as the power, the amplifier went on, and I knew it was him, and I knew he was speaking. The amp must be turned on. It must be in, inserted. It must be integrated into the system or we will miss the potent, the powerful, the unmistakable, and the prominent words that God wants this body and you as an individual to receive this year. And if you are going to tune in, then you have got to insert the gift of the Holy Spirit. So those of you that don't have it, research it. Seek it. Those of you that have it, utilize it for more than just tongues. 
allow him to allow you to hear. I want you to stand with me this morning. Sorry, then the team will come. We can, week after week, play the notes and strum the right strings and play the most prominent, powerful, remarkable. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.